Hey everybody, welcome to Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman. It's Wednesday uh, noon, okay? This is absolutely live. I record this live. You can watch it on Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman's Facebook page live at 12 o'clock every Wednesday. And I film it live right here in my house, at my house, and so you can join it. Maybe you're listening to the podcast. The podcast we download a little bit later, and we had some trouble with the last two broadcasts. We we weren't able to put them on podcast, which is a bummer because I thought they were really, really great. And many of you were asking, hey, where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? We just had some audio troubles. In fact, I'm doing something crazy today. Hopefully it'll fix the problem. But always Wednesdays at noon is when we film this live, and then you can watch the rebroadcast. I actually then, when this is done, will put it on my personal page, and it's super important that you also share this with your friends. And so when we're done, share it with um, all of your friends, okay? So I wanted to just kind of go over a, a, a couple of things here real, real quick before I get started, all right? Um, this weekend uh, at the church that I'm on staff at, Big Valley Grace in Modesto, California, I'll be speaking live Saturday night at 6, Sunday mornings at 9 and 11, and I will be um, kind of closing out a series that we've been in called Victory, and I'll be talking about the day of Pentecost, uh, and uh, some of you probably don't even know what that is, and what the significance of the day of Pentecost was. And so I'd love to have you, if you live in the Modesto area, why don't you come this weekend, April 17th and 18th, to Big Valley Grace, Saturday night, the 17th at 6, Sunday morning, uh, the 18th at 9 or 11, and I'd love to have you come. And if you're brand new, come up and introduce yourself to me, I'd, I'd, love, to, I'd love to meet you. And then I also want to give you a... Um, um, Maybe a resource. Some of you have been asking, hey, you know, what are some of the books that you read or some of the magazines that you read or whatever? And one of the finest um, magazines written out there, in my opinion, is um, Answers, uh, Building a Biblical World View. This is Ken Ham's Ministries, Answers in Genesis. Uh, if you are watching the broadcast, you, you can see it right now if you're listening to it I just want to encourage you if if you want a great resource that shows up at, at your house and I think it comes quarterly then you want to get answers because it's really great and then they also make one uh, a little magazine called uh, kids answers and if you've got children in your home maybe you've got some grandchildren this is something you ought to get for your grandkids or for your own kids because it is absolutely phenomenal. Anything uh, from Answers in Genesis is always just top flight. And so that's my uh, resource of the week. I don't know if I'll do that every week, but, um, but go to their website, Gen uh, Genesis uh, website. It's just, it's just crazy. It's crazy, crazy uh, great. And then I want to let you know what I'm going to do uh, next week. I thought I was going to do it this week. I thought this was going to be my topic this week. And at the last minute, I, I made a change. But 
I've been reading a lot of articles uh, in newspapers, secular newspapers, secular magazines. Uh, I've watched uh, programs on secular news stations. I've uh, read Christian um, uh, uh, articles about the idea that, uh, and th 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 I'll just quote this one. This is from the Miami Herald. Churches, religion, losing followers around the world. And so all of these articles just kind of word it differently, but it all has to do with the fact that there are, um, the, the assumption is that people are leaving the church. They're walking away from Christianity and they're saying, I'm not a Christian anymore, and they're leaving the church, or they are Christians and they're not showing up to the brick and mortar buildings. And I'm going to weigh in on this next week. I think it'll be an interesting topic. And so, um, mark your calendars for that. Today, really, was birthed, my, my topic today was birthed out of what happened over an incident that happened to me this weekend at Big Valley Grace at our church. It was Sunday morning, and there was a family walking in, and they had a number of young children. And one of their children, a little gal, she was probably five or six years old, uh, was pointing at me and then started talking to her mother, whispering. And so I walked over and said hi. I kind of got down on one knee and said hi to the family. And this little girl said, I have a question. And I was wondering if you might answer it on your, here's the deal with her country and broadcast. And I thought, wow, this is weird. She's like five or six years old. I said, sure, what's your question? By the way, uh, this mom homeschools her children. And part of their curriculum is they have they watch. Here's the deal on Wednesday. So I know you're out there watching this right now, and you're probably the smartest kids on the planet if this program is is uh, you know part of your your curriculum. But I'm glad you're watching. But this is what this gal asked me. She asked about her cat. Her cat had died. Now I didn't have a lot of time because I was doing you know, announcements and doing some things in the church service. And so I, I, I'm not trying, I didn't want, didn't want to be rude, but I had to kind of hurry her up. And, and she asked about her cat and she asked me a number of questions about her cat. Her cat had died. Okay. And I told her, I said, I'll tell you what, I promise you, because you're watching me every Wednesday at noon, I'm going to answer that question on the broadcast this week. And so it may seem trivial, I'm going to talk about animals and when they die, but I want you to know it's really kind of a, kind of a great topic. Because anybody who's ever had a pet, and I've had many of them, when their pet dies, I don't care whether you're a kid, you're five or six years old, or you're an adult, you wonder, man, are pets in heaven? Do they go to heaven? What happens when a pet dies, right? And so I'm going to just answer a few of those, those questions, uh, okay? And uh, first of all, I want you to know it's, it's a great question. It, it, it really is. Anytime a human being dies or a pet dies or whatever, you're reminded of a great biblical truth, and that is people die, things die, fish die, uh, birds die, our cats die, our dogs die, and death is just a, a part of this thing that we call life. And one of the things that we ought to be doing as parents or grandparents
is teaching our children that death is a part of life. I mean, that's one of the things that the book of Deuteronomy, what God says in the book of Deuteronomy that we're to be doing as parents is we are to be teaching our children, you know, all the things that the Bible teaches, things about life, whatever they might be. And certainly death is one of those big things about life. And so one of the questions she, this little gal asked me was, why did my cat die? Why? I mean, what was the, what's the point of that kind of a thing? And, and here's the deal, I, I, that answer is super easy. The Bible tells us exactly why human beings die, and why cats die, and why dogs die, and why lizards die, and hamsters die, and our goldfish die. The Bible's crystal clear, and, and that is this. In Genesis chapter 3, when Adam sinned, when Adam disobeyed God and said, God, I don't want to live by your rules. I'm, I'm, I want to live by my own rules. When he sinned, at that very moment, um, sin entered into the equation of life. And because of sin, we die. Human beings die, fish die, cats die, dogs die. You know, bald eagles die, whales die. Because of what happened in Genesis chapter 3, you can read it in verse 14 and 19, it brought death, it brought destruction. And so the reason why people die, the reason why your cat died, you can trace it all the way back to the very first book in the Bible, the third chapter of the Bible, and when you read about Adam and Eve sinning against God, that right there is the reason why your cat died. It's the reason why those of you that are listening or watching, it's the reason why your pets die. It's the reason why human beings die. And it all has to do with sin. Um, being brought into the equation of, of life. Now the second question she asked, and, and I, I, I tried to remember them after I ran in, did some announcements, came back out, and I was writing down some of her questions, trying to remember them, was this, and I may blow this, but I think it's a good question. Why did my cat have to die while we were at the park? Apparently, I think, if I got this right, uh, they had gone on a walk, or you know, they, 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 they went and you know, threw balls around or had a picnic at the park or whatever, and, and they come home, and now the cat's dead, you know. Why couldn't I be there to hold my cat? Why, why did the cat die when he died? Okay, great question. The answer to that one is, I don't know. I don't know. You see, I know why we die. I know why your cat died. I know why your dog died. I just don't know why it happens at the moment that it happens. And there are some things that only God knows. In fact, Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29 said, the secret things belong to the Lord. And there are some things that only He knows. But I can tell you this, He knows exactly when you're going to die. He knows exactly when I'm going to die. He knows exactly when I've got two dogs. I I I I got two pets. I got a cat. I got a third pet. I got a couple of fish in my house. So we have five pets. 
I don't know exactly when they'll die. I just know they will die. And I know why they'll die. And that is simply because of what happened in Genesis chapter 3. And I want you to know, I think that every child needs to know these things. They need to know why things die. They need to know that, you know what, when we die isn't in our hands. Now, that doesn't mean we sh you know, we're, we're to go through life you know, being foolish. Yes, God knows everything. He's sovereign. He's all-knowing. And He knows exactly when you're going to die and exactly when I'm going to die. He knows exactly when my pets are going to die. But when I go for a walk every morning with one of my dogs, I put a leash on them because I don't want to be foolish and just let them run around and get, and get hit by a, a truck or get hit by a car or something like that. I, I want to use my brain, this thing God's given me, to make sure that I do all that I can to you know, not increase the odds of them, of them dying. So we don't know the exact moment when something's going to die unless there's an exception to the rule and that is I've had to put down two of my dogs and so I knew when I went to the vet I knew when I was holding my dogs in my arms I knew when that needle went into my dogs I knew once that plunger went down I knew that was the moment my dog was going to die I'm just talking about in a general sense we really don't know all right, here, here's the big question, okay? And that is, will my cat be in heaven? Or, you know, will I see my, my cat again? And that's the million dollar question, right? Will, will I see my two dogs that I've had to put down again? Will she see her cat? Will you see your beloved animals? And here's the answer to that. I don't know. I really don't know. And I don't want to lie to you just to make you feel good and say, oh yeah, your pet's going to be in heaven and someday you're going to see your cat again or someday you're going to see your dog again or whatever your pet was. My daughter had a horse she owned and the horse got sick and we had to put the horse down. That was, that was really hard, a majestic animal like that. And the Bible doesn't tell us whether pets go to heaven or not. I wish it did. But it doesn't. But I can tell you this. What I can tell you is that there's a couple of passages in the scriptures that talk about the fact that there are animals in heaven. Okay? And if there's animals in heaven, that means they have to be redeemed animals in heaven. You see, the only thing that gets to go to heaven are redeemed human beings. We're image bearers of God. Animals aren't image bearers. We are image bearers. We were made in the very image of God. God came and died on the cross for human beings, not dogs or cats or whatever. He died on, on the cross for human beings because we're image bearers. And when you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes into your life. He cleanses you of your sin. And now you can go to heaven because you've been redeemed. Anything that's going to be in heaven has to be redeemed because we know everything here on earth has been tainted by sin. Whatever's in heaven has been redeemed. Has to be. Otherwise, you know, if dogs or cats made it to heaven and they died, they would still have the curse of sin 
on our lives. And in heaven, the curse of sin is gone. So though I don't know for a fact whether animals will be in heaven, I do know this, the Bible does have a couple of places where it talks about the fact that there are animals in heaven. And, and if there are animals in heaven, we know that they're redeemed, okay? That, that, that the curse of sin is not, you, you know, coursing through their veins, if, if you will. And it could mean that um, your pet, when it dies, goes to heaven. But the bottom line is we really don't know. Here's the really cool thing about our pets. Our pets, you know, the Bible say that the heavens declare the glory of God. In other words, just, just the fact that God created stars and, and, and the moon and all of that, that man, we, we, we can see the glory of God in that. We can see how powerful and how majestic God is just by looking at the stars. But that also means that you can just look around at His creation. You, you, you can look at Mount Everest and go, wow, man, God is just all-powerful. Look, look at that. You can look at another human being and see how they're made and see how they're created and go, wow, you can see the glory of God in that. In fact, Romans chapter 1 tells us that people have no excuse for not believe, believing in God because His invisible attributes and divine nature have been clearly seen through what has been made. Well, guess what? Your cat was made by God. Your dog was made by God. Your hamster was made by God. Whatever your pet is was made by God. And you know what? You can see the glory of God in all that God created. So you can see the glory of God in, in your pet. There's something about it, how it was made, how it was created or whatever, that somehow reflects the glory of God. And that's a neat thing. It's a neat thing to think that God would give us these furry little animals that we fall in love with and we love them and care about them. And, and then, like human beings, they, they have to die, but He gives them to us for our pleasure, at least for a, a, a little while. So, remember, God's good. Just because your pet died doesn't mean God's not good. Just because your cat died doesn't mean God doesn't care. We know that God is loving and He's merciful and He's good and He's compassionate and all those things. The fact that your animal died simply is a reflection of what took place in Genesis chapter 3. But someday, when we all get to glory, we won't have to deal with Genesis 3 anymore because heaven will be a perfect place, a place without sin. So. That concludes today's broadcast. I hope it was a blessing to you. Make sure you share it with others. Remember, if you have a question, you can send it to me at rickc at bbg.org, rickc at bbg.org. And I'll look forward to being with you guys next Wednesday at noon. Okay? Blessings, everybody.